podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Podcast patrons, Leave the Pin Podcast is super stoked to have Gas House Golf as their official clothing sponsor for the podcast. Go to gashousegolf.com, find them on all forms of social media at Gas House Golf. Gas House makes affordable, eye-catching, one-of-a-kind polos that help you stand out from the crowd. Why spend $75, $100, or even more on polos that make you look like everybody else when you can get one at an affordable price from Gas House Golf? Hit the ball a mile and look damn good doing it. Welcome back, podcast patrons. Another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. We've got another episode in our long-running now series called My Course. Uh, I've got Tyler Munns on today. You might know him better through Instagram, Fade and Fairway. Uh, a, a native Oregonian? Uh, uh, about as native as, as you can get without being truly native. I was, I was born in Southern California, but moved up here when I was a toddler. So I've been here for 30 years. So I, I'd call myself native. Gotcha. And, and so just kind of give me an idea right off the bat, uh, for, you know, we're obviously a heavy East coast based podcast. And for some reason, like the people down South love us, which is awesome. I love them right back. Um, we, you know, we don't we don't have many inroads into the Pacific Northwest uh, specifically. So give me an idea, like lay of the land where you're located out there. Yeah, so I'm I'm in Portland, um, like 15 minutes from downtown, you know, Portland proper metropolitan area. Um, and uh, Portland's an interesting spot. It's, you know, it's it, in, in the Pacific Northwest. It really if, if you're into anything outdoorsy. Um, you know, the Pacific Northwest is a wonderful place to be and in Portland, especially because, you know, you can drive an hour, you know, a little over an hour west and you're at the coast. Um, and or you can drive, you know, uh, you know, an hour in the opposite direction and you're at beautiful Mount Hood that has skiing all year round. Um, you know, you can drive a little farther east and get into kind of eastern Oregon and Bend area. And there's some incredible kind of skiing and, and golf and all sorts of fun hiking and fishing and whitewater rafting out there, um, you know, and, and, and specifically around golf, there's every type of golf that you can play. Obviously, you know, we're famous for band and dunes and, and the, the link style golf that you can play there, but you've got, you know, some really high level championship, uh, level, like, you know, uh, yeah, just high level championship courses like pumpkin Ridge and the reserve and, and places like that. And some really, you know, historic private clubs as well in places like Waverly and Portland Golf Club. Um, so it's it's kind of a, a, a little, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not, uh, not well known. I mean, Bandon obviously has put it on the map, but outside of Bandon, like Portland is a, is a cool little golf town for sure. Um, a lot of, you know, and, and it's obviously, um, it, it's uh, made apparent by, you, you have some pretty, pretty great golf brands out here as well. You got Jones and Seamus and, um, you know, and the like. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a cool spot. It's a big, big city, but smaller town feel, um, great food city. If you're into that, um, it rains a lot, but, the, the, <laughs> but the, uh, the, 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 
weather is pretty temperate, you know, it, it doesn't really ever get super cold. Um, it can get pretty hot in the summer, um, but uh, it's a dry heat. So it's, it's not, it's not, uh, I, I really struggle with humidity. So my wife's from the East coast. And so whenever we go back to Massachusetts and it's, you know, 85 degrees, but 85% humidity, I'm dying. So um, with, with all that rain out there, you're still getting a, a, a dry heat during the summer. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I mean like pretty much, I mean, it'll rain, you know, October ish, although it didn't really rain in October this year. Uh, it, but November through May, it's you're pretty much counting on rain probably 75% of your days, if not more. Hmm. Um, but then starting around July 4th through the end of September and sometimes into October, it will not rain, not one day. Wow. Um, and no, it, fe and, feast or famine out there. Yeah, and I mean, we can get, you know, I think we had, I want to say seven days last summer, over 100 degrees. Two years ago for a weekend, Portland, Oregon was the hottest place on earth. It was 121 degrees um, over over a weekend. Like it, we get, it's kind of weird weather, but I mean, overall, like grand scheme of things, it's it's pretty temperate. So you you can play golf all year. Um, you just have to, you know, bring the bring the rain gloves. So we're talking today about Wildwood Golf Course. Uh, you know, I'm kind of looking on the map right now, and I, I see Portland. This looks like it's a little bit northwest of it, but kind of truly north. Um, I see Vancouver listed as a, a semi-big city there, and then I didn't realize how close you were to the Washington state of Washington border. Yeah, yeah, the bridge is – I mean, I, I live 15 minutes from the border. I'm, I'm out towards Portland International Airport. And it's just on the river. I mean, Portland is on the Columbia River, um, and just across the river is is Washington State. So actually, uh, a lot of people, you know, will live in Washington State and they'll work in Oregon, um, and uh, and they'll, you know, because there's a, there's no sales tax in Oregon. So come okay. down to your grocery shopping or whatever, and then go back to Washington where they have they don't have the income tax, um, which is nice. And uh, their their property taxes are a little bit better too, so you can you can kind of game the system if you're willing to commute over the bridge <laughs> yeah. every day. Which you know, hey, there's that, that's a trade off. I I I hate traffic enough that I've never considered it, but I think there are probably some people that would. Yeah, we have the same thing out here. People live in PA and they go and work in Jersey, or we have these super commuters, which is insane to me. Is people that live by me and commute to New York City, you know, ninety five yeah, miles. That's yeah. I mean, God, I don't. I don't really think that's much of a life, you know, just living in a car or a bus or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I understand that completely. Uh, so before we get into the course real quick, you have, uh, you know, I, I, I would say a very popular Instagram account, one that I love following because I don't get much of that Pacific Northwest, you know, flavor uh, through my social media. So it's kind of neat to see you out there and, and seeing how different the courses are. But at the same time, a little bit, you know, I, I get that sense of home. I get that sense of kind of Northeast PA with the big trees and, and stuff like that for the courses that might be a little bit tighter. Um, mm -hmm. Give me just a, you know, a quick rundown on how, why you started that. I'm always interested in, in how people got started with certain social media things. Yeah. Um, I, you know, got started playing golf when I was 16, got really into it for a couple of years before I went to college, worked at a golf course, played a bunch with a bunch of really good players, got kind of decent. Went to college, didn't really play, graduated from college, got a corporate job, kind of 
started trying to dabble, get back into it, but uh, just didn't really ever kind of find the itch again. Um, and then in, so in like 2017, I had started this Instagram account. Um, and, and at the time, like uh, uh, alliterations and the ampersand was like super popular in <laughs> branding. And so I was like, oh, I'll do that. You know, it's like I thought of, you know, fade, fade fairway and then throw the ampersand in there. And, you know, it's a uh, half step away from live, laugh, love. Um, but uh, but uh, I was like, oh, I'll do that. I'll, maybe I'll try to get into golf. And then um, just kind of like didn't really ever do anything with it. And then towards the end of 2019, um, I kind of took on some different types of responsibilities at work and I just, I knew I was going to have a little bit more free time, a little bit more disposable income. And so um, I was like, ah, you know, I think I'm going to try to start getting back into golf, dust the clubs off, trying to start, you know, get the swing back and stuff. And then, you know, a few months later, pandemic hits and uh, had a lot more time, uh, right. a lot more time at home. And so I like set a hitting net up and, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I've noticed that social media is a much bigger thing around golf than it was when I first started in like 2005, 2006. Sure. Um, and so I was like, I wonder if I remember the the password for this account. And so I, I, I was able to recover it. And I think I had like a hundred followers on the account in early 2020. And I was like, you know what, just as like a social experiment, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. I was like, let's see if I can, you know, like, uh, there are things I want to learn about golf. I, I really like making things. So club building always really fascinated me. And yeah, and yeah. I love, I, I love that aspect of it. You know, I'm a, I'm a big, you know. I'm a big fan of what works, but aesthetically, I'm also a big fan mm -hmm. of the way clubs look. And, and, and you do. I mean, through your whole Instagram page, it's just a great aesthetic to it. And I, I feel like I feel like I'm kind of getting that Portland, Oregon vibe when I when I look through yours. It's it's you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I would say a little bit bohemian. Um, yeah. a little, you know, a little bit laid back and, and, uh, it's just a vibe I connect with. I like it. It's very cool. Yeah. It's eclectic. It's a little hippie. Um, right. yeah. And, and, and I like that. And, and, you know, thankfully there, there are, I would say that there's been kind of this, um, introduction, like that vibe has been introduced into golf through, through kind of more lifestyle brands and kind of, uh, like streetwear and, and, kind of more urban culture injecting itself into the game of golf rather than, yeah. rather than the other way around, which is, you know, companies always try to put golf into life outside of golf. And, and a lot of these companies like Malbon and, and, you know, Metalwood and, and whatever, um, you know, and you're seeing like Adidas and Nike get into it with their, with their Noctiline, um, you know, they're trying to inject the world into golf. Right. Um, which, which I really resonated with. And so I was like, I'd like to try to make my mark. And so, um, I was like, yeah, let's just see what I can do on social. And, and, you know, I was like the number one thing that I, I told myself was like, I'm just, I'm always gonna, I'm not going to chase algorithms. I'm not going to chase likes and follows. Cause if I did, I'd just be like a meme account, you know, constant, just yeah, reposting. Yeah. You know, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like there, there, there's a, there's a formula. If you want to gain a a ton of followers and it's not what I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm putting stuff out that I'm, that I like that makes me, you know, sparks joy within me. And so thankfully, like there's a kind of a niche community within the global internet golf community that that resonates with. And, um, it's been a lot of fun. I, you know, as I, I've, it, I've always said, it's really hard to make friends as adults. Um, especially if you have very specific 
hobbies like golf. And, (laughs) and, uh, so it's, it's, it's been really cool to make friends with people all around the world, um, that, that are just as passionate about golf and not just golf, but like the very specific way that I like to interact with the game. Um, that has just been such a, um, you know, such a, a, a wonderful aspect of the social media thing that, that golf, you know, has, has, has been exposed to over the last, you know, really like four years, I'd say it hasn't yeah. really been that long, but yeah, it's, it's been cool. I, so I that's, kind of it. That, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah, I would echo those thoughts. I mean, a hundred percent. I think that's that's a great point. It is it is hard because you know as you get older, your friend base kind of shrinks, and what social media has done, I, I feel in the golf community, is is open that up a little bit and yeah. shown people that hey, there are other people like me out there. Um, and dude, I, I, uh, I truly resonate with that. Um, concept about you know chasing followers chasing likes of a, a guy had been dming me back and forth and was just like why aren't you monetizing this why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that and i'm like because i don't make my living off this and they're like nor do i want to this is it's a right. hobby right i get mm-hmm. to meet people i get to talk to people it's something i love doing like when would i ever get the opportunity to speak to you for an hour or so, you know, a dude that lives in the Pacific Northwest, I'd have no idea you existed and vice versa. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's just a cool, uh, niche to kind of belong to without having to worry about the analytics or the monetary aspect or anything along those lines, which is, which is neat. And I think the accounts that grow organically are the ones that have more fun within the social media realm to begin with. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. I've got uh I yeah, I won't name names, but an account that started following and was asking my advice on all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, I, what the hell do I know, man? I just I talk to people. I put stuff up, you know, my son and I playing matches, whatever. It's not anything. And right. you know, the dude grew from like a thousand followers, which is awesome. Like that's a lot of people when you think about it. Like think of a thousand people in a room or in a gym. That's a lot of people to yeah. like 22,000 and I'm like holy cow that's awesome dude that's crazy and you start thinking like well why am I growing like that but then you look and each post has like 25 likes and I'm okay I got you You shelled out some money you put the credit card in the bot machine and they deliver I I get you dude you know what I mean and if that floats their boat and makes them feel better about themselves that so be it there's worse things you could spend your money on I, Um, I guess so I, yeah, for me, it's always just been like, I, I like the interaction part. Like, I like the messages that no one sees that like, yeah, and things like that. Like people, yep. you know, like the, the stuff that people don't see, that's, that's, that's like what really keeps me into it and keeps me going. Cause if it were like just about, what, you know, what my engagement numbers are, are or whatever. And, and it, it would be, dis, it would be disingenuous if I said, I don't care about those things. Cause I absolutely do. Um, I think it, you know, it, it, at a, at a core level, like everyone does, um, it, it's just, it's not the, it's not the number one thing. It's not the reason it's, you know, it's certainly a bonus. I like when posts do well, I like when I see my follower, follower account grow. Um, you know, I like the opportunity to, to like expose more people to a different way of looking at, at golf. Um, but at the end of the day, like 
if if none of that was there, but I still got to maintain like the relationships and and yeah. still it got to message people like kind of constantly throughout the day. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd take that trade off in a second. No, no, no question. Yeah, hands down. I lost like 15 followers overnight. I'm like, uh, you know, you know, were they offended by a picture of me swinging or something? I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. Like, right. so, okay, dude. so yeah. irrelevant because I've got like my. You know, like you said, like two, three hundred people that I interact with and and know that if I go to the Midwest, I can, you know, play a course with some dude I never met before except for online. That stuff's cool. But let me yeah. let me steer this back. Let me ask you this okay. question here. I'm going to throw out some names. Columbia Edgewater, Riverside Golf and Country Club, Heron Lakes, um, a ton of courses, Ro- Royal Oaks Country Club, all within kind of the same distance as Wildwood, right? So mm-hmm. tell me why wildwood why why was that the course you chose to do the the my course episode on uh i mean i i think it kind of it, it really is is in the name right it's it's my course and yeah. not that i cl- claim wildwood or anything or or say that i even spend most of my time there um i live eight minutes from a great golf course called glendevere historic old portland golf course it's gorgeous um but you know what? They were, you know, like Glendevere was owned by the city uh, for a while. And then they just recently got purchased by, you know, kind of a private equity company. And um, and, and, and that's great and all. And, and that's that's what it took to keep that place alive. But um, but Wildwood is, you know, it's it's owned by a family. Um, Ryan uh, O'Meara, who, who's the son of the owners, um, you know, he, he, he handles a lot of the day to day operations, most of it. He's responsible for the rebranding with Huber, the 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 Sasquatch, and all yeah, we got we got to get into that in a bit because both yeah. my boys were like, Dad, you got to ask him some Yeti, some Sasquatch questions because we watched. This is completely irrelevant. We watched like this House Hunter show, and yeah. it was in the Pacific Northwest, and and the one guy's like, Man, maybe we'll see Sasquatch in the backyard. <laughs> Every house they went to, he's like, Man, this looks like a good spot. For Sasquatch. So we'll get into that lore uh, in a yeah. second, but go on, continue. But, yeah, but so it's just like, it's, it's you know, it's a family-owned spot. Um, so, you know, when you're spending money there, like you're supporting a, a family, like you're, you're supporting a small business. That money is going into the pockets of, you know, like of people. Like 100% of that money is going into the pockets of real people that I interact with, every, you know, constantly. Um, and it's not just going to like some equity firm's bottom line. Um and, uh, you know, beyond that, it's, it's just, it's a cool place. It's very laid back. It's very welcoming, you know, like you can, you can show up in a jeans and a t-shirt. I mean, I would, I don't want to say this because it might, it might not be true, but you know, shirt may not even be like strictly required. Um, <laughs> I love that. that. Yeah. But that's not to say that it's like, cause I've been to places that are like that, that are just absolute cow pastures. Not, yes. you know, like they, they aren't taken care of. It's not visually as pleasing. It's just. You know, they just found a field and put some holes in the ground. But yeah, I, no one know, like, cares about anything at that point there. Right. But but Wildwood is just not that way there. It's it's you know, they, they take meticulous care of that course. They are constantly trying to improve it. You know, during the boom in golf um, in the last two years, you know, with, with pandemic golfers and stuff like quite a bit of money got pumped into Wildwood and, and they put all of it back into the course. They paved all of the uh, they paved all of the. Um, the, the cart paths and, you know, cause they used to all just be gravel, but they, they went and paved them and they, you know, improved green complexes and are doing bunker renovations. And I mean, like 
you know, for a course that tips out at like 5,900 yards, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's quirky. It's kind of built into the side of a mountain and it used to be a trash dome, you know, in the eighties, like they, they, there's so much pride and you, you walk in there and the clubhouse is gorgeous and the patio area is just so inviting. Um, and, and you see, and you just feel the pride. You feel like this is someone's passion project. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're putting extreme amount of efforts into making it a place that people want to come. And, um, I just, I just love to be able to say that I can support that and that, you know, I can spend my time there and, you know, any, anyone ever asked me like, what course should I play in Portland? I was like, man, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a championship length. It's not, you know, your prototypical Parkland, you know, bunkers everywhere and, you know, perfectly, perfectly manicured fairways and or whatever, but it's, it's a wonderful course. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, run by really, really great people. And, um, you know, like you're just, you're, you're guaranteed to have a good time, no matter how well you play or how poorly you play. Like it's just, it's almost impossible, um, to not have fun while you're out at Wildwood. So that's, that's why I, I chose to, to talk about it today. So I'm seeing this on a street level map. I'm seeing some videos that they have posted on their website. I'm seeing the clubhouse, which looks like quintessential Oregon, um, yeah. like that, that cedar shake, uh, wood paneled, I, I guess, um, almost log cabinish look, yeah, uh, very much like, so. yeah, like the cedar shingles everywhere. And, and, you're gonna tell me, it, it, please correct me if I'm wrong. I saw this online. You're gonna tell me it's twenty bucks to play. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a working it's a working man's golf course. Man. Yeah, it's it's not they they are not there to um, you know and, and I don't know I I think any golf course you know some a misconception um, and and I only know this because I've talked to people who run golf courses and own golf courses. But you know if you if you want to make money, don't don't get into running a golf don't. Don't buy no. a golf course. Don't yeah. run a golf yeah. course. You know, and 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 so it does. It speaks volume that they keep prices at a level that's attainable. Um, and and you know they do everything they can to to make it as accessible as possible. Um, and it's yeah, it's the best. It's it's the best value in Portland, um, in my opinion. Um, in terms of like how much fun you're gonna have, you know. Um, and and the the like the landscape and the visuals and the dramatic elevation changes and, and all of that um it's it's just a lot of fun yeah i mean i, I honestly I, i'm flabbergasted by that price with the you know influx of new golfers into the game due to the pandemic you saw this pricing structure just kind of go through the roof just like everything because places were able to get those prices so a course that was 40 bucks says you know what let's try to let's try to bang it out at 65 Right? right, try to increase our our bottom line, and they started getting sixty five. They're like, oh, let's try seventy five, and they were still getting it. So, for a course to be kind of so ingrained in the community and and keep it at twenty bucks is just like it, it's something that's just right with golf. I see they've got a, a youth on course, and they actually have two high schools that use it as their home course as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 a pillar of the community certainly. Like you 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 know. A lot of people are very proud to call that their home course. And, you know, if you spend any time there, you, you, you know why. So you mentioned before that it's kind of carved into the side of the mountain. Is that not typical 
of Portland golf. Like I said, I don't really know the the landscape out there. I see there's a ton of land that surrounds the course. I'm I'm assuming protected forests or something along those lines. But what are we getting in terms of Portland area courses? Are are we getting mountains? Are we getting flatland? What's the terrain like out there? Yeah, I mean, there, there's certainly like um, you you get some courses that are in the hills, and you'll get some some crazy elevation changes. Um, but then you know there's there are courses in in it's called the Willamette Valley, um, you know, big huge ancient glacier valley, um, and uh, you know like Pumpkin Ridge, it's pretty flat, very very wide. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it is like just it dead flat. Um, you know, any elevation changes there, pretty manufactured. Um, uh, you know, there's, um, and, and all sorts of, you know, like obviously there's Lynx golf, right. You go out to the coast and it's sand dunes and fairly flat. Um, but yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll, there, there are some courses that are built into like the side of a hill or whatever. Um, like, like Wildwood is, um, I would say not as many cause that's a pretty expensive process and, mm-hmm. you know, just not, it's, there, there's a reason that, there aren't a ton, uh, that are built like that, but the ones that are, it's, you know, it's, it's very dramatic. It's visually just like totally encapsulates you to, you you get to these parts of the the course where you can just kind of see down onto everything. And it's very, yeah, it's just, it's super, super fun. Um, so it's, yeah, I would say it's not typical, like Wildwood is not your typical golf course that you're going to find out in, in the Portland area. Most of them are kind of in the Valley and it's fairly flat, but, um, it's yeah it's it's unique and and for that reason i think is another reason that i really i really enjoy to play there because it's not like many of the other courses that that you're going to play now most courses that are sub six thousand yards for the majority of golfers that are decent golfers it turns into you know driver wedge style gameplay out there uh does that does wildwood fit that mold or is it quirky enough where there's dog legs and you can't hit driver all the time? And like, you know, how many clubs in the bag you hit? And I asked this cause my home course where like my high school team plays and the course that we play at the most is sitting at like 6250. Mm-hmm. Um, for most of our good kids, like for me and my buddies, it's, you know, it's driver wedge and, and I don't touch seven, six, five, four or three hybrid in my bag, you know? It's right. like I'm I'm hitting like five clubs as I go around. Yeah, yeah, it's um they they do a pretty good job of protecting against bomb and gouge. Um, you know, like there are a lot of par fours that are very short but are, um, you know, like they're they're almost ninety degree dog legs. Um, there's some pretty, um, well placed trees that make it very difficult to cut corners. Um, but there's certainly a lot. You know, there are probably four drivable par fours that are, you know that really aren't that all that difficult so and that's you know, fun you can, too you know oh I, that's I a ton no of fun yeah yeah it's, it's super fun um you know and and you know hey if you're going out there and you really want to challenge yourself like yeah take take everything yeah. and iron off five, the tip yep five iron out of the bag and like you're gonna yeah it'll 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 test you for sure um but yeah it's 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 a it's a short course it's um it's uh yeah it's not gonna it's not somewhere that you're going to want to go to if you're like trying to get into competitive golf and really want to, you know, play the amp circuit and want to be able to like, you know, score well on very, very, very tough golf courses, um, long golf courses. But, you know, if, if, if you're going to have some fun, if you're going to, 
you know, especially with other people, um, you're, you're, you're going to find a really fun, very accessible, very open course. I see they've got a, a beautiful putting green kind of surrounded by the stack, you know, rock work around there. Uh, what do they offer in terms of their practice facilities? Like, is it a place that you could hang out, you know, if you're not playing that day and, you know, chip, putt, hit the range? Uh, no, probably not, not the vibe. Um, they, they do have that, that cool little putting green. It's just, it's putting only. Okay. Um, it is, it is fun up there, you know, so you, you can get some good practice in up there. Uh, it's a pretty flat putting green. Um, there's not really much of a chipping area. And then the, the, the range is pretty limited, limited flight balls. You can't really hit anything okay. over 200, 200 yards. They have a net you can kind of launch driver into. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not a place where you're going to get a ton of, like, range or, or practice green time in. It's uh, If you're going there, you're going there to play. Um, but it's also a place where, like, if you're going there not to play, it's a wonderful place to be. The, the clubhouse is insane. Um, you know, they've got a nice little bar. So if you wanted to go and hang out with your buddies and pop a couple beverages, like, it's a, it's a beautiful place to do that. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's that aspect of it that kind of is inviting, um, beyond just the golf. All right. So tell, tell me a little bit about, about the clubhouse, the vibe inside. Um, you know, what do we have in terms of food? You know, I see like on the map here, it says Wildwood golf bar and grill. Is it, are we talking just kind of basic, uh, golf food or is there any kind of Pacific Northwest inspired flavor coming out of that place? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, your golf food. It's your, it's your dogs, your turn dogs and, um, and, and beer, a pretty solid local beer selection. Uh, Oregon is known for some really great microbreweries and, and smaller kind of, um, uh, yeah, like just small batch breweries and things like that. So you'll, you'll have, you know, plenty of options as it, as it regards to beverages, but yeah, food is not. You're not going there for for dinner, uh, so to speak. Um, you're kind of going there for, yeah. You'll you'll get a hot dog. You'll get whatever. You know, this, that, the other. But um, you can definitely sit down, have a couple beverages, and you know, have a good time. All right. So I I come out to play. Um, you know, let's say I really want to get a a taste of that local Portland area scene in terms of food. Where are you taking me? You know, within ten twenty minutes of the course. Yeah, so uh, about 20 minutes back towards um, towards Portland, like downtown Portland, you're in kind of a north. It's we call it northwest northwest industrial area. There's some incredible restaurants, very like very nice, um, very hip um, restaurants. All sorts of different types of food. You can get barbecue, you know, Asian fusion, southern food. Like you you can get you know, Thai food, Vietnamese, like whatever you want. Um, and that's you know it's about 20 minutes down the highway, um, and you can there are like plenty of super super good options um that's and, and then the great thing is, is you're pretty close to downtown too so you can get kind of back into the nightlife area so you know uh wildwood is definitely kind of a uh it, it's going to be a a, a a detour uh to the to the typical kind of portland city experience um it's certainly like you're going there to play golf um pretty much uh and then you know if you're a golfer, like you're, you're happy to stick around for a little while longer, um, to, to have a couple beers or something before maybe you head out, you head back to go grab dinner, um, you know, back in Portland. So 
Um, and Portland is a, like I said, great food town. So you can find a lot of options and, you know, Wildwood really only is like 20, 25 minutes outside of town. Cool. Very cool. Uh, let's, let's talk Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, I'm on their site. They have, I mean, like Mammoth Dunes, great logo, right? Uh, like different and, and, and quirky. Um, some people like, you know, the putter boy at Pinehurst. Uh, mm. This Huber, you call him Sasquatch, you call him Bigfoot? Uh, I, it's, it, they're interchangeable. Interchangeable, I, I, okay. All right. I call it Sasquatch, but, you know. I, and I, I think, like, officially at the course, it's, a, it's Sasquatch. We have, like, a Sasquatch. It's a more like Pacific Northwest culturally appropriate. We'll call him Sasquatch. Yeah, um, <laughs> his name's Uber. He's, he's Bigfoot carrying clubs. Like, it's, it's freaking brilliant. Like, it's so simple, but it is absolutely brilliant. And he's on, I mean, everything. Like, I'm seeing hoodies, valuable pouches. I'm, I'm seeing putter covers, ball markers, different repair tools. Like, whoever thought of this is, is an absolute friggin' genius. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, um, who I mentioned before, he worked with uh, a uh, designer out of Australia. Um, Australia or New Zealand, somewhere down there. Um, I think it's Sandbilt Studios. I want to say I know free ads, but I, I think that's the name of their their firm. Um, and uh, we'll yeah, give them. It, it's so good. I'll give them a free ad. Like you can yeah. have it on this way. It's, it's good, good. Um, but yeah, they 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 came up with that uh, that Huber um, logo, and I would I would put it up against any other logo in golf. It is it's it's very cool, and it looks great on merchandise. And they've done such a good job at at creating product and, you know, and, and building that logo so that, you know, I, I have people that I know that I've met through the internet that, um, you know, that, that, uh, want, um, that want product that never been. And they're like, oh, you know, whenever I come to work, yeah. I want to play, I want to play Wildwood so bad. Cause like, I love, you know, I have a backpack from them and I have, you know, I've, I've sent, I've sent like hundred, I mean, I'm probably over a thousand dollars in merchandise that I've like bought for other people and sent to them because, <laughs> because like, it's just so cool. It's, it's, it's so neat. Um, and they've done such a great job. And I think it's one of the reasons too, that, you know, I, I really commend what they've done because they've, they've turned this little kind of like this quirky little course out in yeah. St. Helens, Oregon, um, you know, like into something that's it's not nationally nationally known as a little bit grandiose, but like it's something where, you know, within this kind of niche internet community of golf, like people know what it is and have heard of it and people like it. And, um, you know, that's, that is a way, uh, to, you know, to, to grow revenue, um, in where revenue can be kind of difficult to get at a golf course, um, especially in Oregon where it rains a lot this time of year, you know, to, to, to get, you know, it, it, increase your exposure and grow your revenue um and become a little bit more of a national name um and not have to have you know the the types of accommodations like a pinehurst or abandon or, or whatever so i i totally in love with the marketing aspect of of that and it's uh i'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the product as well i've got i've got plenty of stuff in my office uh to to yeah as, as a note to the course yeah they've they've taken it out of that local scene you know, maybe not national yet, but a lot of fans outside of just that little area, you know, that should know it, do know it now, which is, which is fantastic. Um, 
so going on with that, you know, I know there's the the whole lore, um, and Sasquatch is kind of big in that Pacific Northwest lore and stuff like that. Um, how often, like in your local paper or local news, is that something that, you know, and I hate to sound like an ignorant East Coaster, but is that something that, you know, pops up here and there, or is it more kind of playful jabs at it? Yeah, it's, it's definitely more of like a, it's, it's more of a, of a, of a, of a running joke, you know, like yeah. there, there are, there's, there's a, you know, a, a Sasquatch motif, if you will, yeah. um, kind of all around. Portland and in this part of the country um just because it's funny and it's you know and and uh all of the different depictions and caricatures and and what have you of of what it represents and stuff it's yeah it's 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 fun it, it's a, a it's a fun little inside joke that's not really inside it's you know it's, it's just as much outside but uh yeah I don't I don't think there are a ton of people that take it all that seriously but, but there are yeah. some oh, I, oh yeah definitely they're oh yeah they're yeah, they're uh, they're keeping tinfoil companies in business. Um, so it's yeah, it's it, it's fun. It's a it's a fun little fun little aspect of our culture up here. But uh, for the most part, it's it's just that it's just a little bit of fun. Awesome, love it, love it. Uh, all right, so let's get to you and kind of your relationship on this course. Are there any specific holes you love? Are there any specific memories that kind of keep drawing you back to this place over and over? Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I yeah, there, there are a ton of like the the first hole is funny. Like for the most part, like the, the course is very short, very fun, uh, you know, like pr- pretty gettable. But like the first hole always kind of eats my lunch. It's uh, it's like five, five forty or something like that. The tee shot is this huge downhill tee shot, but like your landing area. Cause you have the way you have to kind of cut this corner your landing area is like maybe 25 yards wide. And then you kind of get into trees. Um, and, uh, and so like it requires a pretty good tee shot and then it's still for the most part, I'm not a huge hitter. So like I'm usually having to lay back cause there's a really good Creek that's placed kind of right in front of the green. So if, you know, if you're like, you know, if you're two thirty out, you you need to carry all of that 230 or you're in a creek um mm. but then the green is diabolical it's it's hard as a rock and it's a little turtleback the entire thing is just a turtleback so like it's really hard to get anything to hold especially in the summer so like i've definitely started a lot of rounds and it's a par five you know i've, I've definitely started a lot of rounds like bogeying and doubling that hole yeah um just because like it's just it's tough um so, and, and then, which is funny because like, that's just not how the rest of the course is. It truly is just like, it punches you in the mouth to start. And then it like spends the next 17 holes nursing you back to hell. <laughs> so the rest of the green complexes are not like, they're not Donald Ross-esque like that first no. one. No, wow. that first one. Yeah, that first one. It's just like, we're going to give you everything you've got, we have on this first hole. And then like immediately you're onto a, uh, the second hole is like dry, a pretty pretty gettable par four drivable par four um then a par three that's like you know plays from the tips it it plays it, you know i think it's like 165 on the card but it usually plays like 100 maybe 140 yards because it's so downhill and then you know uh a, a really gettable par five get there and get home in two pretty much no problem um you know number nine is like it's this cool hole that has uh 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 
power lines going right down the middle of it. So like you're trying to make sure you don't hit the power lines, but it's it's a drivable par four, probably another kind of drivable par four. We got one of those out by us, the 18th hole at my buddy's high school's home course literally has a local rule. If you hit the power line, you don't like the way the ball lands, you can re-tee one. It's, it's yeah. insane. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 yeah, there's just like a lot of little kind of fun, quirky things like that. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any other, but that, you know what, uh, that's the cool thing that you get with these kind of local neighborhood courses, which you don't find at, you know, big resorts and, and things like that. And I think the quirkiness is what makes it, you know, attractive and so lovable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of those little things. It's, it's like, I, I just, yeah, to me, what he, I keep coming back to is just, it's so funny, the dichotomy of that first hole to the rest of the course. Um, it always just makes me laugh um, that, that it's, I, and, and maybe it's just me. Maybe I just struggle with that hole so much, but like it, it absolutely beats me up. And then like, you can kind of cruise, which is always really, really fun. Um, and, you know, but then I will say at the very end, 18 is, a super super tight driving hole um and like you have uh just a ravine on the left and then you have a uh uh the driving range on the right so out of bounds and uh and so it's like if you're you know if you're coming down and you're playing like a match with your buddy or you're trying to you know shoot a good score like that tee shot because it's not not super short you know i think it plays like 380 from the back so, you know, a lot of times you want to hit driver, um, but it's, it can be a very intimidating finish. So it starts pretty tough and it can be an intimidating finish if you're like not feeling like you're in full control of the driver or your tee shots or whatever for the day. So um, kind of gets bookended by, yeah, some pretty tough holes. Gotcha. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you out of here on this question. Kind of ask everyone all the time at the end, you know, distinguishing characteristics of the course. So if you brought someone out there for the first time, and they had never been on the course. Like, what two or three things would you stop them on the course to show them? You know, like, hey, make sure, you know, take a look at this, dude, because this, this aspect of it is awesome. Or I love this right here. Or turn around and look at this view from this angle. Yeah, I think um, uh, the view on the third tee box, you, you're up as high as, you know, you're about as high as you are when you're at the um, – clubhouse which you can kind of see the whole valley area when you're up there it's just you can see everything it's really cool so i always like to take a minute to just stand right there and kind of see everything um that so that that's a good one um um i mean just like giving them the opportunity to to experience the clubhouse too for what it is it's you know you walk in it's just it's just gorgeous it's really really pretty um and then the other thing too, and this really has nothing to do with the course, and I wish they had better pictures of it online, but um, they they painted uh, on, on their maintenance shed, which is just kind of this huge like pole barn, probably I don't know, it's probably 100 maybe 100 feet long. Um, they painted uh, the Huber walking. Um, oh, that's awesome! Walking across it, and it says you know Wildwood, and just like super. Uh, kind of minimalist, cool style. I'll, I'll, I'll have to find a picture of it, but it's it's so cool. Um, and they, they, the guy who painted it was out there at night with like a projector so that he could like trace it all and paint it all. Yeah. 
it's just massive. You just see the Sasquatch huge walking across the, um, the, the entirety of the hundred foot long maintenance shed. Um, and that is just like when you're walking down the tent hole and you see that it's just so cool. It's so unique. And like, you know, you'd never see that kind of thing. You, you'd never see at like a, a Ritzier course, like them trying to call out the maintenance shed. They'd be trying to hide the maintenance shed. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. It would be dark green and hidden behind trees yeah. and whatnot. Yep. And they're calling it out. They're like, Hey, what a cool opportunity to like, put yeah. a good yeah. up. so like, that's, that's always been something that's, that's, uh, I, I love people, people really, really love that. And they'll stop and take pictures and stuff. It's really cool. Love that. Love that. Well, Tyler, I can't thank you enough, honestly. You know, I'm always so appreciative of people giving me their time. Uh, and yeah. on, I mean, like I told you before, before we started recording, like this, this is a course I just feel like I would completely vibe with and, you know, could play there two, three days a week and probably not get bored by hitting different clubs off the tee and stuff like that. So Again, yeah. man, thank you. And, and let people know where they can reach you on Instagram. Plug it again. Yes. Yeah, just at Faden Fairway, man. That's that's where you can find me. And then I everything kind of uh, – that, that that's the nucleus and everything kind of goes out from there. Sweet. So if you're going to Portland area, you're going to the Pacific Northwest, hit Tyler up. Let him know you're coming. Maybe get around there at Wildwood. Tyler, thanks again, my man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Great talking to you, man. All right, people. So we either get busy golfing or get busy dying.